Hey kids, welcome to Papa's Bible Stories. For each episode, I pick a Bible story to talk to my kids about. I have a beautiful son, Jacob, who is eight, and a beautiful daughter, Leah, who is five. And these stories are for them. But even though these stories are for my kids, Jacob, Leah, and I would love it very much if you decided to join us. What do you say? Let's get started. But before we get started, just a quick thing for both the kids and parents out there. I do really hope that you've been enjoying Papa's Bible Stories. Papa started the podcast about 11 months ago, and we are now 17 episodes in. And at the time of recording this, we have just over 10,000 downloads. God has been good. And God willing, there's plenty more Papa's Bible Stories coming down the pipe. And if you've been enjoying the podcast, and if you think others might enjoy it too, please consider sharing it with your friends and family. Word of mouth really is always the best way to share something that you like. And if you want to share on Facebook or Instagram, feel free to tag Papa's Bible Stories on your post, and I'd be more than happy to give you a repost. Okay, that's it. Now let's get started. Joseph was a prisoner. Again. The first time he'd been a prisoner, his jealous brothers had sold him to Ishmaelite traders, even though he hadn't done anything wrong. Then, the traders took Joseph to Egypt and sold him as a slave to the captain of the king's guard, a man named Potiphar. And then, after years of working for Potiphar, slowly gaining his trust, Potiphar's wife told a terrible lie about Joseph and got him thrown into prison. So here Joseph was again, a prisoner. And again, he hadn't done anything wrong. And as Joseph sat there in his prison cell, with shackles on his feet, tied up in chains, Joseph would have had lots of time to think about everything that had happened to him. If ever there was a time to be discouraged, if ever there was a time to get down, if ever there was a time for Joseph to feel sorry for himself, this would have been a good time. But Joseph made a decision. He was not going to be discouraged. He was not going to let himself get down. And he was not going to feel sorry for himself. Joseph had been a prisoner before. And God had found a way to bless him anyways. So even though it was going to be hard, even though things would be terrible in prison, even though he was in prison for no good reason, Joseph was going to carry on as he did the last time. Joseph would continue to be loyal to God and to serve God to the best of his ability, even in prison. And God did not forget about Joseph. The Bible says, The Lord was with Joseph 
and showed him mercy, and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Slowly over time, the keeper of the prison came to see Joseph the same way as Potiphar had, that everything Joseph touched seemed to turn to gold, and everything Joseph did turned out well, and that Joseph could be 100% trusted. So what did the keeper of the prison do? Well, eventually, he did the same thing that Potiphar did. And the Bible says that. The keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority, because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. So, Joseph was seemingly doing well again, right? Just like with Potiphar? Well, all things considered, yes. But let's keep in mind that Joseph was still in a prison. And let me tell you, kidzos, that in those days, a prison was a terrible place to be. Prisons were probably 100 times worse than the prisons that we have now. And the prisons that we have now are certainly no walk in the park. And while I'm sure that Joseph was happy to be useful, and no doubt he took the opportunity to be kind to his prison mates, and I'm sure that he was thankful that God was blessing him, still, he was in a prison. And understandably, he did not want to be there. And as the years went by, while he faithfully served the keeper day in and day out, no doubt Joseph started to wonder if he would ever get out of that prison. And then one day, something interesting happened. The Bible says that it came to pass after these things that the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief butler and the chief baker. So he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, in the prison, the place where Joseph was confined. So some very important people became prisoners that day. The chief baker, who prepared all of Pharaoh's food, and the chief butler, who prepared all of Pharaoh's drinks, and who was also known as a cupbearer. Both of these men had very important jobs. It was their job not only to make sure that Pharaoh had sumptuous food and drink every day, but also it was their job to make sure that Pharaoh didn't get poisoned. You see, kidzos, back in those days, when people didn't like a king, they sometimes used poison to kill them. And the butler and the baker had done something to make Pharaoh angry. Now, we don't know what they did. Maybe they said something Pharaoh didn't like. Or maybe one of them tried to poison Pharaoh themselves and got caught. We don't know. But what we do know is that whatever Pharaoh thought they did, it was pretty bad. And so... Pharaoh sent the butler and the baker to prison, 
the very same prison where Joseph was. So there they were getting locked up in prison. And the Bible says that the captain of the king's guard charged Joseph with them. So Joseph was specifically asked to take care of these two important prisoners. And Joseph dutifully did as he was asked. And then one day, Joseph came by, as he probably did every day, to check up on these important prisoners. And the Bible says that Joseph saw that they were sad. Now, this is a bit of a strange thing to say, because... Of course they were sad. They were in prison, right? <laughs> but of Joseph, who had been a prisoner for years now, and who must have seen all kinds of prisoners by then, noticed that these two were sad? Well, then they must have been extra super duper sad. Like, probably collapsing on the floor crying sad, just like you kidzos do every once in a while. And Joseph who was always nice to his fellow prisoners, naturally asked, Why do you look so sad today? And they replied and told Joseph that they had a very interesting problem. We each have had a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. Now, for the butler and the baker, to feel so very sad about a dream? Well, they must have felt that they'd had an important dream. And also, it must have meant that they didn't understand the dream. So they would have had this terrible feeling like something really important was being shared with them, but that they didn't understand what it was. Were there dreams about the future? Did the dream say anything about them getting out of prison? Did they say anything about what Pharaoh would do to them? They didn't know. And not only that, but keep in mind that they were in Egypt, the land of a gajillion gods, where there would have been all kinds of priests and temple workers, magicians, enchanters, apothecaries, maybe palm readers, and most importantly for the butler and the baker, dream interpreters. All frauds, of course, but... The butler and the baker didn't know that. And of course, because they were in prison, guess what? There were no dream interpreters around. And so they were probably feeling frustrated and lost, and as the Bible describes it, sad. Now, if only there were someone around who maybe had some experience with dreams. You know, like someone who'd had an important dream or two before. If only someone like that was around somewhere. If only there... Oh, wait. Joseph had had an important dream before, hadn't he? Remember a few episodes back when Joseph had the dream about the sheaves that had bowed down to him and the sun and the moon and the stars that had bowed down to him? Right. So Joseph knew a thing or two about important dreams. Of course, only God would know the meaning of the dream. But who knew? Maybe God would share with Joseph what the dreams meant. So 
Joseph turned to the butler and the baker and said, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell them to me, please. Now at first, the butler and the baker were a little reluctant. But the butler went ahead and described his dream to Joseph. And the butler said, Behold, in my dream a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches. It was as though it budded, its blossoms shot forth, and its clusters brought forth ripe grapes. Then Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. And that was the dream. And wouldn't you know it, somehow, God told Joseph the meaning of the dream. And Joseph said to the butler, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Now within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place. And you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand according to the former manner when you were his butler. Well, that's good news for the butler. Only three days to go, and he'd be out of prison and working for Pharaoh again. Excellent. Now, the baker had been a little reluctant, too, at first. But when he heard the butler getting such good news, well, he was probably falling all over himself to tell Joseph his dream. And the baker said, I also was in my dream, and there were three white baskets on my head. In the uppermost basket were all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh, and the birds ate them out of the basket on my head. The baker probably thought to himself, well, there were three things in my dream, so that must mean three days for me too, and then I'm out of here. Well, God told Joseph the meaning of the baker's dream. And Joseph said to the baker, This is the interpretation of it. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off your head from you and hang you on a tree, and the birds will eat your flesh from you. Er, What? What was that? Three days and what? That's right, kidzos. In three days, the baker would be out of prison too, but he would be dead. Well, that wasn't good news. And the Bible doesn't tell us how the baker reacted. But if he was sad before, just imagine how he was after hearing the interpretation of his dream. And Joseph turned back to the butler. Now that Joseph knew that the butler would be getting out of prison, and since he'd been very kind and attentive to the butler, and even helped him with his dreams, maybe, just maybe, the butler would be willing to help him out. And Joseph pled with the butler, and said, Remember me when it is well with you, and please show kindness to me, and make mention of me to Pharaoh, and get me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away from the land of the Hebrews, 
and also I have done nothing here that they should put me into the dungeon. Joseph was not enjoying his time in prison. Yes, the keeper of the prison had given Joseph authority in the prison. And yes, he trusted Joseph. And yes, of all the prisoners, he probably had it the easiest. But he was still a prisoner. He still hadn't done anything wrong. And he was still desperate to get out. Now, what was the butler going to do? Would the butler help Joseph out like Joseph had helped the butler? Well, the dreams came true exactly as Joseph had predicted. Three days later, Pharaoh had a party for all the people who served him. And Pharaoh decided that it was time to deal with the butler and the baker. And Pharaoh called them out of prison. And the Bible says that Pharaoh restored the chief butler to his butlership again, and he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker, as Joseph had interpreted to them. So the baker died that day, and the butler went back to work for Pharaoh, exactly as Joseph had predicted. The butler must have been so very relieved and very happy He'd managed to get out of that terrible, gross prison. He was free again. And not only that, but he was still an important person in Pharaoh's court. And of course, since Joseph had helped him out so much, the first thing he did when he got out of prison was try to help Joseph. Right? And Joseph would have been waiting expectantly to hear something from the butler. And the first day went by with no news. Then two days went by, still no news. One week, nothing. A month went by, not a peep. What was going on? And then so much time went by that Joseph had to accept the fact that the butler had forgotten about him. And indeed, the Bible says that the butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. Yeesh. That would have been a bitter pill to swallow. Things had seemed to be coming together. Things seemed to just maybe be going his way. He had dared to hope. But he had been let down. Hard. And he must have been bitterly disappointed. Boy, Joseph was sure turning out to be the king of disappointment. First, he'd had such a promising life with his family, and then his brothers had sold him into slavery. Then, he'd had such a promising life with Potiphar, then Potiphar's wife got him thrown into prison. And now, he had such a promising time with the butler, but the butler had forgotten about him. It was just one thing after another for Joseph. And of course, in the middle of this latest disappointment, those pesky questions probably came back. Why was this happening to him? What had Joseph done to deserve this? 
Where was God? Why wasn't God taking care of him? But God was taking care of him. God was preparing him. Even as Joseph sat there in the prison, the victim of yet another disappointment, God was preparing Joseph for a very important job. A job where he would need the experience of these seemingly random disappointments. A job that would save a nation and glorify God in a way that Joseph never could have imagined. A job that was, unbeknownst to Joseph, just around the corner. Alright kidzos, that's it for this episode. So what'd you guys think about the story? Very ridiculous and silly and very sad. And very sad? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty sad, wasn't it? Yes. So very sad and ridiculous and silly. What was ridiculous about it? <laughs> what was ridiculous? <laughs> Everything was laughing. Everything was laughing. <laughs> you kids, those are silly. <laughs> In the next episode, we are going to continue the story with Joseph. And something tells me that his luck is about to change. But until then, to all the kids tuning in, I hope you have an awesome day, God be with you, and I hope we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.